0: Well, hello and welcome. You are here to and for another episode of Colored Commentary. Colorful conversation by colorful people about Christianity, race, and culture. And, of course, I'm here. My name is Marcus Lloyd. I'm your host. With me, as always, best friend, co-host, Antoine Malone. What's up, Antoine? What's up, what's up, what's
1: up? How y'all doing today?
0: Yeah, how you feeling today, Antoine?
1: I'm all right, man. I was, you know, I slept late. Did you? <laughs> and so, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, where this energy's gonna come. But I, that's all right, though, because we got good people that's it. for that's, the show that today. That is and the And I'm deal. sure... The energy will be brought in.
0: That's right. And we do have lots of folks uh, on the show today. Uh, We're going to be talking about, you know, so much of the conversation that we're having, particularly around race, culture. uh, So much of that conversation seems to be around uh, the black and white issue. But there are other there are other issues, right? Like, Indeed. It's not, it's there are not more just, people in the world. There are more people in the world than the more just people black people and white people. <laughs> who right. knew? Who knew? Where did it come uh, from? Where did
2: they get that? Sheets? Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: yeah. So that's, that's what we're talking about today. It's more than just black and white, particularly it's in this conversation. Yeah. Yes. And so, we, as we promised, when we do these episodes, do these shows, we're going to bring in our friends uh, who come from, uh, who, who are colorful. They're just colorful people. You I know what mean? I mean? colorful are,
1: y'all, are, y'all are in for a treat with these guys. It's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, it's fun. And so I want to go around and just kind of introduce the audience to who we got in the studio. I'll start over here first with my man Oscar Perez. What's going on Oscar? How's it going Marcus? Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here man. Oscar is a great friend good that's, friend of the show that, is that, that the was that, that the audience that clapping was the crowd. The crowd that, that was the crowd the crowd of Antoine <laughs> that's nice that's alright we'll take it we'll throw I don't know that. if it works and that we'll, we'll see, see. <laughs> we can, we'll drop in some sound effects uh, so we can get it uh, but Oscar's a great friend of the show also part of uh, the leadership team for Threaded which is what powers this, uh, this uh, podcast it's uh, about uh, inspiring relationships reconciliation collaborative action Oscar's been a part of the team for a long time uh, he and I we've gone to Rwanda together we did. We've, we've hung out together the family's hung out together Oscar tell us tell us uh, uh, it's going to sound like a strange question, right? You know what I mean. Just because you want to know what color I am. Well, hey, that's what you're look, it's you know not that.
1: Hey, <laughs> why don't we just use foods <laughs> as the way to describe our colors? Like quick, quick aside. No, I'm no, not. No, you're not, not going to take it down. I'm not. I'm not. But gonna it's, do it.
0: look, it's colored commentary. We have promised. We have promised the listeners that we are bringing colorful people in here, <laughs> and you can't tell it through the microphone, right? So, uh, uh, yeah. and look, hey, I'm 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 just as guilty, right? When people listen to me, they're not going. Is that
3: a black dude,
0: right? So, uh, so. Yeah. Immediately think that you're Asian. You I like mean, my, that, my
3: Hispanic accent's not. getting not me coming, up
0: you, here. It's no, no, you sound Native American. Is what I do? you? Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't know. How <laughs> that's enough. So, to, so tell us. Uh, I, I know you, these are. You're a church leader. Tell us the church and uh, tell us tell us uh, the food particle that that <laughs> describes your, the your food your, particle. Not, <laughs> I, was, I was riffing off of what Antoine wanted. Uh, my, tell the tell, tell my, them my dad when
1: he when he when he when he used to preach a long time ago. He would refer to white people as strawberry all the time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what strawberry. Why, I don't he get it. He still will. Like if I if I if <laughs> I see him and he's like, Well, you know, our strawberry brothers and sisters. <laughs> and I think that's weird. And I think and I know so. what it is because you get red in the face. Like, but, and <laughs> but do no, they stay
2: red? Is I don't it know, uh, only said white people and around so, him? And so that's where that
1: food thing, I just want to clear that up, you know, and join my father in the ridiculousness of that. Of I, I, that look, uh, I, am, of that I am totally
0: looking forward to <laughs> this audience. Picture. Getting to know your father through these conversations because he's he's got lines for days that he are going to show up on the show. Crazy. All right, so Oscar, tell us uh, the church that you get to you get to lead and 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 what, uh, who you get to represent today in, yeah, the, in the room. Yeah,
3: definitely. Uh, well, I pastor Vivid Life Church. We're here in the Plano area, and uh, the people I get to represent, I guess, it's the Hispanic community. Mm. So the the fruit or the the food I get to associate my people with. <laughs> I don't know. if There's one item. It's got to be like rice and beans. It's got to be a combination or something. Can you
0: own that because every Everybody's got rice and beans in their background. I think you got to find. Yeah, something Yeah, but else.
3: there's 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 this <laughs> argument no. that it's like no, this came out of our country. Oh, okay. This is our people. Wow. Um, no, I'm kidding. Maybe maybe what I could associate with it's probably carnitas because they're brown too, mm, okay, okay. and they taste <laughs> good too. Okay. They're like so you're a good tasting people. We like taste. fried food. Yeah. It is. Okay. Nice. But there you. And so you
0: you actually background wise, you grew up in, in Southern what? California. Southern California. I was born in
3: Southern California yeah. in LA, and, and what was cool is that I actually didn't have. And he's saying this, but when I was in school, my, my parents went to Mexico, and I was taking a one-month vacation in mm, Mexico, right. which extended to four years. Okay. So I was like, how did this happen? so I, I went to school in, in central Mexico, the state of Guanajuato, which so cool, beautiful countryside there. Um, and then we moved back. T- I, I moved back to Southern California, and I moved to Dallas in 2005. Man, man. Well,
0: we're so glad that you're here on the show to be able to speak for all the Latino people in, in the sure. world. One voice. In, in <laughs> one, fact, that's it. That's you what know, you're one voice saying.
3: How, how did they come? You made that comment earlier, I'm like, I know where my people came from. Oh, They they came from the southern border. I was like, that's the door, that's the entryway. That's a whole another podcast. That's yeah. a whole another yeah. podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, just next to Oscar over here, we got David Lee. David is also a friend of the show. David and I have known each other for several years. Just now, really getting to uh, get connected in with the work that Thread is doing. Uh, and David, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you get to represent uh, a, um, a space in which we lost one of our brothers several years. Years ago, uh, that was a part of threaded, and uh, he was a leader of a church. And David, who again we knew each other before this, uh, just by the grace of God, got appointed to take over at the church where our friend Javier was before. So it's just been a great way to kind of keep uh, the legacy of Javier uh, alive uh, with us and keep that church connected. And so, David, tell us a little bit about uh, what church you represent and what uh, what 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 food uh, <laughs> what food you represent. I'm just I'm going good, with this good now, luck, like man. I'm. Good I'm I'm, up, in, I'm in the food. They didn't space. know about this food thing. They I didn't, know, but I totally through it in. Yeah, there. but I'm loving it right now. I think <laughs> I think we're trying to find as many ways to offend people as possible. Yeah, let's just do it. Uh, in one podcast. This is gonna be great.
4: Yeah, so thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm the pastor over at Lake Point Church Richland Campus in Richardson. Um and so it's just been an honor and just so humbling to kinda of step into that role. Mm. Uh Javier did amazing. So and one of the things that Javier did was just he diversified the campus. Yeah. And we have so many different backgrounds. Not not as many Asians. <laughs> I think that's why I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're bringing it nice, know. nice. Uh but but yeah, it's just a really diverse group and loving it. Um in terms of food, I'm thinking <laughs> – I've been called a Twinkie and a banana my entire life. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, you know, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think uh, – yeah. yeah, but uh, – you know, it is what it is, but that's that's kind of <laughs> where I would go with that. Okay. Now, yeah. you know, we talk
0: about you know because everybody likes to really um, kind of amalgamize, if you will, Asians into this one category of Asian. But so, what would your flavor, if you will, of Asian be for the audience to understand the differentiations? If yeah.
4: You will? So you know, I was born in Korea. Yeah. Raised in America since I was five. Yeah. And so, not very Korean. Uh, other than food. Yeah. And then I married Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> and so my parents were like, you know, you need to marry Korean. And I was like, I ain't doing that. Oh and, wow. But I went Chinese. So um so nice. that's an international marriage. Uh, yeah. there you, you go. Know, that's there's, right. the, there's a lot of beef between Chinese and Korean. That's so. right. That's so right. yeah, East Asia, anything with that. Um uh, and so it's been it's been a journey of kind of actually understanding what that means. Yeah. Because I was raised here. Yeah. Um so that's kind of the the, the background, but, you know, Asians are, like, half the world's population. So. <laughs> We're
0: going to get into a, a, yeah. a dispute here to see who, who, gets yeah. the, who gets the so, most you know, out of American this. China, that's so. right. That's Everything right.
4: I say has an asterisk. That's right. That's fair. Good. <laughs> I
0: think I think for everybody on this show, whenever we yeah. say we should put an asterisk by anything we say, well, that's helpful. I think it's good. I think just for, again, for people to understand, like, you know, there's just there's just different flavors as you talk about Asian. And what I've loved about getting involved and engaged in the Asian community is is learning that and seeing that and seeing the differentiations and seeing the way in which... Uh, the different folks from China and Korea and from Japan engage with one another and just all the all the, uh, the cultural uh, mess that's there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's beautiful, but it just you know, makes me realize that it's everywhere. Yeah, right? It's yeah. just, how it, just yeah. how it works. Yeah, it's almost yeah. human. Yeah. Uh, and now we're moving over. Uh, this is uh, Keith Heilman. Keith, you, uh, the, you and I. The Keith Heilman. The Keith, 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 Hi- the Keith oh. Heilman, right. Uh, Keith and I have been friends for uh, a long time as well. Obviously a friend of the show, friend of the host. Uh, one of the team leaders uh, as well with Threaded. Uh, he and I have done several things together. We've gone to Rwanda a couple of times now. Uh, get to lead a coalition of multiple churches, which Oscar is a part of as well, just uh, doing some exchange work uh, between the, the Christians in Rwanda and the Christians here trying to understand more about reconciliation, particularly in Rwanda and the way they're working through the genocide. But tell us a little bit about what you get to do, uh, what church you get to lead, and uh, what flavor, uh, other than strawberry,
2: uh, that you get to be a part of. Great. Thank you so much for the invite. It's good to be here. I, I'm the pastor of Trinity Fellowship Church in Richardson, Texas. I've been on staff there since I was a seminary student at Dallas Seminary. So I've been there 25 years mm. and the senior pastor for the last uh, nine. Um, it's a good community. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very homogenous and we're aiming for greater diversity. And that's uh, difficult to bring cultural change. Um, homogenous as what, like Latinos there? Is um, that... no, 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 not so much. Just I like me. Awesome, yeah. Maybe what, so I, I'm so white, my family has to wear sunglasses just to have a conversation outside with one another.
1: Yeah. Just blend in yeah. Yeah. Day time. in today's In terms, in terms of some, diversity,
2: I, I'm not from Texas. My four kids are extremely proud to be Texan. I'm from central Pennsylvania. It's very rural. Mm. And so if I were to identify my upbringing with food, um, it would be meat potatoes and gravy over it all. Yeah, that's right. And if there's vegetables, it's either fried or fried and covered in cheese. (laughs) But the meat is meat that is typically personally harvested, Mm. butchered, and stored in their own freezer. So that's how you would identify kind of my heritage. Nice. And Pennsylvania, is uh, is, is it
0: a heavy Dutch,
2: German background as well, if I'm I'm remembering that correctly? Pennsylvania, Dutch, German... Um, There's also Welsh, but yeah. Very Euro. Very Euro. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And that's, and
0: it's so, I think it's so important as we go around, you know, again, we want to introduce people to, to the colorful folks in the world. And then uh, we, as we've talked before, Antoine, you know, cultural identity is a big part of this, being able to understand where you are culturally, understanding uh, how your culture plays into the conversation and uh, and, and uh, not only how it's been affected by the conversation, but how it plays into it very positively. Uh, and so just kind of, you know, as like we said, this is, this conversation is more than just black and white as we're representing in this room. And there's even more that aren't represented in the room. We just, we just only have so many microphones, right? Yeah, but sure. uh, we'll We'll bring other folks through here, obviously, as well. But uh, what I would love to do just to get from our guests is is just to, you know, um, uh, who is it? I think it's uh, Eric Mason has his book, A Woke Church, and he talks about in his book that if you particularly he's talking, he's he's saying, you know, Anyone who is a person of color that if you ask them, they will have an experience uh, that they've had uh, at some point in their life where they realized that they were different and that uh, maybe that was a bad thing, right? Uh, And maybe the the change to that question I want you guys to have is what was – your first experience with race, whether it was something that you found for yourself or you realized that there were other people in the world, uh, what was that first experience? Who wants to go first on that bad boy, Oscar? Why don't you start yourself?
3: Yeah, when I was growing up in Southern California and you know the eighties, I heard the word "wet bag," hmm. and that just kind of hit me, but it didn't hurt me. So I heard it, but it didn't. It did. I didn't feel absolutely anything yeah. on that. What I what happened was when I went to Mexico, that was my first experience. When everyone there found out that I was born in the states. From Mexican parents, but now living in Mexico, I felt friendships just really just kind of shift. And, and they really... I felt like they were turning their backs on me almost in some cases. And some of them did because of that matter, because they felt like a kid that was born in the States had no value to them. They, they couldn't relate or something. I felt that... Well, that rejection, and that's where it hurt me the most. That was my first experience, I could say, because it incurred a feeling to it. When I first heard the word, I knew we were like, you know, you know, the word of a wet bag, it was thrown around, and we just— Use it as a joke in cases, and growing up, and we didn't understand the, the heaviness to it. But it didn't, it didn't feel like they were pointing one person out. It felt like, mm-hmm. like we we're part of a group, and we like yeah, they're just saying it, and they're just making fun of us, and we're making fun of the word and each other with it. But where it really stung was actually in a different country when they found out I was born in the states. Mm. That's where it really shifted for me.
1: So you experienced that from fellow Hispanics. Yeah, your that, first experience was you yeah. had some emotional content from how, uh, yeah, from from within your own.
3: Yeah, which was really strange because when I heard that word, it was, you know, my parents were um, going through the process of immigration and, you know, paperwork and all that stuff. And, and there was a word that I just mentioned, shifting around in our community. Um But it felt like other people were pointing it out to a group of people they didn't understand, so Mm -hmm. it was, I think, easier for me to brush off in some Mm -hmm. way. But when I went to Mexico and these guys looked just like me, they wouldn't tell, except for that slight accent that I did have. Yeah, sure. My Spanish wasn't the greatest at the time, and then it got a little bit better as it went on, and um, it it hurt. I'm like, wait, you look just like me. Mm. And and why are you pushing me away? Why are you segregating me in a certain way? Uh, in school, Why why is it that it's so hard for me to get to school or to go to school there in that country? And it just really it damaged that image that I had of them because I thought we were in this thing together. Yeah. And as new kids were coming into schools in the States when I was there, I would do the best I could to accommodate them and let them know, hey, I speak Spanish as well. Let me make <laughs> you feel comfortable. Well, now I'm in a different country. Yeah. For me, it was. For my parents, it wasn't. But I'm here in this other country that is pushing me away. I'm like, "Whoa, it took me years to understand that racism isn't a is an an issue of the skin or the or the language you speak. It's a problem of the heart." Mm-hmm. So, that was my first glimpse of there's something wrong here.
0: Yeah. I think that's so fascinating. I think, you know, most people again, stereotype is hey, when we talk about experience with race and racism, it's going to be these these folks on opposite sides that are representing yeah. different ethnic groups different colors those kinds of things and so yeah. uh, it's good for us uh, as we enter the conversation and understand how colorful this conversation is is that racism exists in a lot of different spaces and so i appreciate you bringing that piece in that's going to be helpful and it's one of the things we probably need to do some sort of <laughs> podcast yeah, yeah. I mean, That sort know? of internal yeah yeah because yeah.
1: there's because
0: it, there, it's like that in every culture we already articulated that a little bit even david through your story and talking about what i've seen in, in the asian community but tell us a little bit about maybe your first experience with the race and what that was like
4: yeah first thing i want to say is i I totally resonate with what you're saying like it's like the whole insider outsider dynamic and when you're young you're trying to figure that out right like why am i an outsider right um but uh my first experience i would say you know like came to the states when i was five got put into esl so (laughs) so i was like what is this class um was this a separate class from school or was like you went to school and then they like okay yeah it was everything was separate okay um i think it was in like Virginia. And okay. So I was like rural Virginia nice. and trying to figure that out. But one of the first experiences that that I remember is uh, I had this girl, right? I was like second third grade. Yeah. Oh, there's always, there's always a girl, a girl. Oh, the girl always. What's her name, <laughs> Lisa? Because no, you, I do not, not remember her name. It's a fun <laughs> I do name to remember this her name because <laughs> after this moment I'm about to share with you like I totally forgot. Good. So, Good. Um, <laughs> but uh, well a little bit a little bit of cultural background. Uh, middle finger Oh, does not mean anything in Asia. Okay, right? everybody, they would be just pointing at everything with uh, their yeah. middle finger, yeah, right? Sure. My dad's pointing everything with middle finger. It Doesn't mean anything. Mm. Uh, now I, I don't know now if it's that if that's changed, <laughs> but at, least, at least my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I just remember like you know, second third grade, I had this girl I liked. We were you know lining up outside the bathroom, and you know she was she was in another class. She was, she was her line was going, our line was waiting, and I was just. She, waving my hand, saying hi to her, but Uh-oh. with my middle finger up, right? Oh, no. And uh, she, I just see her face just like start to panic, and you just see this like, uh, like she's in shock, right? Did she turn strawberry? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think so. That 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 would be very uh, yes. Um, but uh, she, yeah, she went and ran to the teacher and uh, got onto my teacher. My teacher got really upset, and I'm I just got I just remember getting chewed out, right. Um, and I just had no idea what I did, and there was no, there was no like explanation of what did you do or why this was so bad. But I was just kind of being labeled as a bad kid, and mm. I was just like, I don't know what I did, and, and so I just remember that's one of those first cultural experiences. Yeah. I was like obviously there's a different, there's <laughs> there's different uh, there's differences there. That I don't, I just don't understand at yeah. that point.
0: So, man, that's that's really cool too. Another sort of uh, different version of what it looks like when you, when, you know, it's that question. Like I love asking this question to people because, again, we all get in our very narrow understanding. And when you sit around and and Antoine, you, I'll let you go next on this because you may be able to highlight this point in some ways. When you sit around and talk to people, at least in the black community, the stories are very similar, right? And it usually has something to do with the color of the skin or something like that and what you're talking about is really just you had a cultural you had a cultural experience like hey in my where i came from like the middle finger didn't mean didn't mean anything but here it it caused you to realize oh I'm different in some ways the way I do things the way I look at things the the things I'm learning at home don't necessarily translate here into school that's that's eye opening right so that's that's really cool and again it's one of those I think in the conversation when we when we talk about race we talk about tends to be black and white we have similar the kind of the same stories all, all the out there all the time. But uh, but you guys, the last Oscar and David, you've given us some some things that I I haven't heard before. So, and yeah, Antoine, maybe maybe your story is a little bit more cliche. I don't know. Maybe you have something. Probably. I mean, yeah. but
1: so I, I think my first my first uh, interaction, like it's hard to think back because I had such a black empowerment youth. Yeah. You know, and so so much of my um, so much of my growing up was my parents telling me beforehand, uh-huh. "Hey, the world's going to look at you and treat you this way." You know. Yeah. And um, so I had a lot of that. So it's hard to think back to my first one. But I can remember being chased down by some skinheads, though. Oh, skinheads. Yeah.
0: you got to be more specific. That's a very cool—that's like an 80s term was right it there. In,
1: Yeah, Right, because I was in Indiana. Okay, so I'm from Indiana, so we grew up in Indiana. And it wasn't like it was a whole bunch of them. But, mm-hmm. uh, but skinheads were like um, white, bald-headed white kids who— um, little Nazi like white kids, I guess. What? <laughs> you just gonna label them right I, now? I don't wanna call them Nazi. What do you Nazi like. Nazi like. What, you, <laughs> that's what, what, no, what okay. else do you want? No, okay, like, so, like, but they were like, they didn't like black people and they came after okay. me because they wanted to beat me up. So, so bald, I, bald bigots. problems. And so <laughs> it's just a set of bald problems. And so they were coming at me and so I was running away. Uh, from them, I love bald people. By the way, my head is currently shaved, so I it's suppose not bald. Though I'm just saying, I think you're I, trying to. I just don't want appropriate the appropriate right I now. I don't want That's, bald. Appropriate. Uh, it's it's appropriation. I don't want bald appropriation. bias I'm in this somebody. conversation. But <laughs> but yeah, so my first interaction was that and. It was interesting because it was just me running for my life, but mm. when I, <laughs> it was just me running for my life. <laughs> no big and deal. No big yeah. deal. Every I day, made it. He uh, yeah, couldn't yeah. catch me. Watch ah, out. Ah, here we Serotype go. Stereotype match. Come okay, on now. anyway. So <laughs> I was too fast. <laughs> All form. right, keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and so we were doing that. And, um, and so, um, but when I got home, you know, I said, Mom, what you told me happened, was going to happen, happened. Mm. You know, and so my cultural experience with racism was verification of what I was taught. Mm. It was it was that, hey, the world will look at you, treat you this way, and expect it at any moment. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, okay. You know, as a kid, just trying to understand that. You know, you're a kid, you hear your parents say a lot of different things. Um, but then life began to happen, and what they said just ended up being true, you know, in one case after the other and in, and I had a type of support system that they would um, you know, th- that that made me listen more to mm-hmm. what they had to say about what to do with that. Yeah. It also, because they were speaking into my own value as a black person, I began to hear and believe that as well. Yeah. Uh, and our school system was really big on um, helping develop, sort of um, appreciate black culture. And so I got I got a chance to be a part of a lot of different things growing up, Yeah, you know, where where it pertained to that. But though, that was probably my first kind of, oh, my parents were right kind of a deal. Yeah. And it made me just realize that there, is, there are people who, treat people differently because of their skin color yeah. and you know as much as a third grade second grade person can can do
0: well but that's the thing is is some of these stories you it, you're remembering it because it was a moment in which something clicked it was significant in which you had to kind of see the world differently it was a growing up uh, in some ways i would imagine it should i am imagining it in our country in our culture that it's part of the rite of passage even to exist and to maneuver through the space. Right, so, right. Uh, and, you uh know, And so we kind of heard from uh, some some folks in the room. I'm going to come over here to you, Keith, and just uh, how would you answer that question, your first experience with race? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh,
2: what I'm hearing is fascinating because the first experience of race is, um, from what's been heard, has been, oh, I realize I'm different. Mm-hmm. But from a majority race in a, a dom- very dominantly white, Part of the state. It's yeah. like my first experience with race was differentiating others or differentiating others or seeing others as different, not realizing that I'm different. Mm. I mean, I had 40 cousins on one side of the family. We were our own large tribe and spent time together. We were all the same. Yeah. And even, even in school, early experiences where the, it was just different stripes of Euro, right? Mm-hmm. There's Italian, there's Polish, there's German designated by their food uh the first big differentiation i heard consistently was the protestant versus catholic okay and mm-hmm. it wasn't until i think i was in elementary school that i had my first realization of racism uh especially with african americans and i used to watch football with my dad I remember on sunday mornings or sunday afternoon and you know th- passionate fans yeah. will kind of yell at their team for doing bad things. I am scared um, of what this yeah. next is,
0: what's coming. I, 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 feel like I But I going.
2: remember uh, there'd be passionate things that my father would say when folks of color would do certain things on the field. Oh. Like um, wide receiver celebrating the end zone. It's dance, boy, dance, but not boy. Ah. And that first got my attention. Like, okay, what's going on here? The, the, the problem was I didn't really have anybody to talk with about that, again, because of the bubble, which I lived. Um, Even through high school, I think it was by the time I got to high school, there was maybe one or two African-Americans in my school. Mm -hmm. The neighboring city had quite a few more. And so I remember a young African-American man being a part of our junior high church ministry. That was great to get to know him. He was a friend all the way into college even. Uh, But the other big thing that stands out in my understanding of race, because I I feel like this is the norm that I'm living and I'm seeing these pockets of difference um, but I'm not feeling all that different, hmm. so I have to put myself in a place to really kind of listen. And there was an African man who started volunteering in our church youth ministry, and I spent a lot of time with him. He's from Nigeria, and the realization that clicked at that point in junior high was there is a big difference between African American and African as well. Right. Um, we do a whole podcast on that one too. Uh, to but but even still, and... I mean, my, it. I had to be pushed eventually into learning the experiences of other races or ethnicities because it was just so easy to just live in a bubble, either by my large family or by the fact that I'm just part of a dominant race and a culture where I grew up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so fascinating. I think, uh, you know, we go, obviously, uh, with our work in Threaded, we go and do these kind of conversations and sit down with people and talk about this uh, very regularly. And when you ask this question, I think... Even what's played out for the most part in this room is what continues to play out in those conversations, which is those who there are people of color and the people of color will talk about it in relation to them entering into this This dominant space and being the minority and how they're sort of vaulted into that and they recognize, oh, I'm different from the majority race. Right. Or in in Oscar, in your case, it was different from the majority uh, people who encountered the space that you lived in in Mexico. Right. But you were kind of the minority, at least in the way they characterized you. Uh, And then when when white people talk about it uh, from the majority race, it's usually uh, it's how 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 people of color were different than me. Right. It's this, you know, and like you're saying, you're like, uh, there's this, I had to be vaulted. Uh, I had to work to understand these people who were different than me. Whereas, uh, at least for me and for most of the people of color, it's, I had to work to understand how do I engage with these people. Uh, who are different than me in some ways? How do I live amongst these people who are surrounding me, who are different than me? So there's something
2: similar and about it's that. It's difficult intentional work because uh, otherwise I realize I'd probably just be repeating the same things that mm-hmm. I heard on Sunday afternoon football games. And, and and finally it clicked. I mean, years later, it's like, okay, my my father and my extended family were just reflecting the culture that they had absorbed right. as well. And you really have to be intentional to kind of, one, recognize that and then move beyond it or move through it. Yeah, no,
0: that's 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 so good. And I mean the the conversation I think as we've been talking uh really sort of exploring even today or, or so far <laughs> in the conversation we've been exploring you know where you all kind of were introduced to even this concept of race i mean we we wanted to bring you in obviously to to talk about um how the experience is more than just black and white it's and crazy
1: how it's how how these stories are playing out too yeah, it's going to be yeah, pretty cool
0: yeah it's pretty cool stuff and and i don't i, w- I don't want to lose it cuz i think there's more here so w- what we're going to do is um, for the sake of the audience we'll, we'll kind of cut here and, uh, and then we'll keep you guys in the studio uh, and we'll, we'll do the second part maybe uh, in our next podcast so uh, thank you guys for, for being in the studio we'll, like I say we're going to keep here and, 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 and we'll move on to the next one Man, this is, this is a great conversation with colorful people man it's a, it's a colorful world we're a colorful people and uh, this is Colored Commentary with Marcus and Antoine thank you to Raleigh and The Booth for putting it together and uh, for our audience uh, stay colored out there